So we just got a message on Instagram with the message preview as, hi, you seem to have long legs, dot, dot, dot. So I thought it was a joke message. Turns out it was a real one. <laughs> the, the rest of the message said, I also struggle with this problem and I seem to have um, issues with keeping my knees out during a squat, dot, dot, dot. It's, the, the this reason makes me why... look bad because I've not replied. Well, so it... just he's not listening. Well, maybe you'll reply by the time the podcast goes out, but... Oh, I shouldn't have said, should I? <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> but it's the reason that we instantly think it's a joke is because the amount of comments about Johnny's legs that we get all mocking him, and it really upsets him. Like, yeah. he, he's been crying himself to sleep at night, several nights, months, and I've, I've had to come now. over and um, you just cuddle, just cuddle him. him and, you know, make sure he's okay. You're listening to the Propane Fitness Podcast, your ultimate resource for fat loss and muscle gain. With none of the gimmicks. With your hosts, Yusuf and Johnny. Simple rules, dramatic results. Anyway, even today when I was deadlifting, someone, someone came said, up. like, your legs, man. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's a weird thing to say to initiate a conversation because there's not much to say back. They say you should never try and pick up a woman. By, well, not you shouldn't try and pick up a woman because lifting people up without consent is bad, but mm. um, you should never try and approach somebody, I suppose man or woman, with a compliment that's about their appearance that they, is out of their control. Because okay. it's it's a very low-value compliment. You, you say, can't say thank you, can you? Well, it's like, oh, hey, I really like your nose, which I get all the time. Mm. Um, You've got a lovely nose. Thank you. It's, it's big. You said um, thank you. Oh, damn it. So... <laughs> It should be something that they've maybe put some effort into. So, oh, I love the way that you've done your hair, or I love the way that you so whatever wear they, your socks. You can tell that I have pee. so much success with. <laughs> I love the way you've done your sock. Picking people up. <laughs> it's whatever they peacock off, isn't it? Yep, because that's, the... that's been clearly they put effort into it. They've it's either the thing that they're trying that's a bit new that they're a bit self conscious about, and if you get a compliment on that resonates really really well there we go equally something that someone's really proud of something that they like not i love your mouth oh you've got great tits love mm. like that that's probably one of the most common openers mm. and also probably one of the lowest success rates it would be really interesting it's to a very see builder it. opener very, isn't it? yeah well builders just whistle <laughs> and they literally do just whistle as well something that blows my mind is the amount that women are catcalled just walking around like in the yeah. UK I know. like I've I've been with I've been with a woman just walking in the street and they're, they're still getting catcalled it's like yeah I, I, it's happened to me too I'm like are you kidding like you they're walking with someone else and you in like, like a residential area <laughs> as well. and yet you're right like but also what's the appropriate reaction other than ignoring it it's like because it's it's almost threatening isn't it it's almost like it's a challenge yeah you know like what what are they even saying it's flagrant it's maybe like a it's a yes a challenge to dominance Mm. maybe or maybe it's not even like that well thought through it's just no i don't don't think they think i'm going to challenge his dominant position well on a primal level and unless it's just yeah it's just stupidity incarnate so ridiculous so so far we've covered feminism and long legs and pick up artistry. So that was everything from yeah. this episode. Of... Uh, propane dating tips. Comment on people's socks. We so... haven't actually given any action. Well, one that we have. Comment on what people pick up on. Socks. Rarely socks, I would say. Go for... Go for... Tits. Oh, no, no not, not, not tits. tits. We've established that. Go, go for something that 
is probably the thing that stands out the most on that person. Okay, but that was crafted and not... That's a piece of clothing is probably a good mm-hmm. thing there. Like, I, oh, I love the... In fact, it's always a way to get, to make someone smile, isn't it? Like, oh, I love your jacket or t-shirt or like, it's never it never goes down poorly. That's true. There's another top tip, actually. So something that might make someone sad, like let's say they've got a black eye. If you comment positively on it, you brighten their day. So like, oh, yeah. I notice you've got a black eye. I love it. I think I it really it. looks good on you. Johnny's not <laughs> overly convinced by that one. Because I think it'll be really hard to not make that seem sarcastic. <laughs> if you're able to do that, fantastic. But I, I don't think I could compliment a bad thing and not come across as deeply sarcastic. I've got a game that we need to play then, and we need to play it in public as a challenge, which is we each write <laughs> 10 statements that are very difficult to deliver without seeming sarcastic. You give that list to the other person and you make them go and deliver those statements to somebody in the street in some kind of format <clears throat> and try and be as genuine as possible. Okay. And we film the whole thing. You, you will get better reactions than me. <laughs> From trying to be... I just I, People think I'm sarcastic when I say things seriously. Me too. Right. But I've seen you approach random people and they, they generally respond really well. When we're out in public... Which isn't isn't, isn't very often. (laughs) Isn't very often. Separately, people don't approach Johnny because he has resting bitch face. (laughs) And people think that he looks really mean and really... Especially when I'm in the gym. Oh, yeah, very, very um, unapproachable. Mm. And I get get harassed. Like, I'm trying to get on with something. And And probably you, if people... I mean, it's hard for me to say because you get a really high volume of it. But you get really irritated by it. Mm. Not not by people approaching you, but I think like it's it gets in the way of you just getting things done. It does. I'm never nasty to people. Yeah. Like, I'll always be very accommodating. But it, it to prevents it. you sticking to your your schedule, which is already pretty compressed. So and, as we were saying in the last episode, time travel again, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that to fit in 30 minutes of meditation in the morning, as you guys may know, if you train in the morning and you're trying to fit in a bunch of stuff. The smallest delay, you know, being caught at a traffic light or being in the gym and someone approaches you and has a 10 minute conversation, that shifts your whole morning schedule out. But then you're losing 10 minutes of meditation, for example. Because meditation is is an optional thing, isn't it? You can't do it faster as well. Yeah, it's a fixed amount of time. Like you can make your breakfast faster. You can train a little bit, you know, take shorter rest periods. If you could meditate faster, <clears throat> that's, that's the, true. That would be the next app, wouldn't it? So, double meditation speed. So Johnny just said pre-recording do you know why i think that they banned weed oh god <laughs> i think this is a we're really not gonna interesting theory we haven't got one have we we haven't got one we can do it for the next week okay um we we were speaking we were speaking about legalizing things last night weren't we we went for chicken last night um we normally we go for a lot of chicken together we tried to use a chicken voucher we arrived on the one day that the chicken voucher, this is a chicken coop in Newcastle, the one day that the chicken voucher wasn't able to be used. Luckily, Yusuf had a fully stamped loyalty card allowing us to have a free full chicken. So we supplemented that with half a chicken. There were three of us. Everything was fine. But anyway, we were speaking about legalizing things that are illegal. You know, why are things that are illegal illegal? And, and if they were made legal, what would be the impact? And I just think, I mean, I, I reckon weed is banned and other and drugs that are similar because they probably reduce the amount of output, economic output that people deliver. 
and you you were saying alcohol yeah i suppose the pattern that alcohol is consumed with is it's done in batch in the evenings it's not kind of generally drunk throughout the day in a working environment and i I suppose maybe you could say like if other if other drugs were legalized they would also be consumed in a similar way there's nothing to suggest that if you legalize drugs people are going to turn up at work on lsd (laughs) but yeah alcohol it's acculturated to be drunk in in batch on a friday night for example and so if anything it probably increases gdp by giving people an outlet to Mm. let go of something Mm. similarly coffee and tobacco are if anything as johnny said probably increase GDP again. Again, giving people a way to People medicate. probably respond to that by saying, oh yeah, but there's this guy in my office and he's always taking you know, cigarette breaks. breaks. But actually, <clears throat> you know, having regular breaks is probably one of the best things you can do for your productivity. Yep. Well, the Pomodoro method, which we've talked about in our articles, if you don't know what we're talking about, go to the website, use the new search function, type Pomodoro, that's tomato in italian <laughs> and there's some great productivity studying and working tips and it's basically there. just having a cigarette every 25 minutes all day isn't it that's all you have to do so just take up smoking essentially um, i suppose the downside long term in productivity is the massive massive health burden <laughs> of smoking and alcohol but it sounds like i'm sort of going all conspiracy theory and like oh you know the government has this huge master plan to just us all into their little they say this but... came from the second world war when they were trying to really ramp up productivity and um encourage caffeine as one of the sanctioned drugs because it increases output and ban the other drugs that don't increase output so it's interesting that caffeine used to be banned by wada and isn't anymore mm. i really hope that's right is that right i think either at very high doses it, it was banned or it's still banned at very high doses, but not at low doses, something like that. But I think the doses you'd have to be taking to, to get to the banned range, yeah. you'd be unpleasant. It, like it, probably... it would be prohibitive to how you perform, wouldn't it? Mm. Would have thought so. I d- you, you know you get the odd person who says, like, oh, I don't really respond to caffeine. I just think you've not had enough. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's ever had powdered caffeine or the pills, then you'll know that it's, it's a really... Uh, it's a very powerful well, drug. So there was a, there was an incident recently in a in a university trial or study where they miscalculated the amount. I think gave thirty grams instead of. So Northumbria University were fined four hundred grand, I think, for yeah administering what they thought was three hundred milligrams, and it turned out to be thirty grams. Thing is, powdered caffeine tastes awful. Yeah. And it's so. It's like, really so. Awful flavours aren't normally very strong flavours. Unless they administered like the, it IV, but I think it was just a drink. Because, you know, if you have, if you add caffeine to a protein shake, for example, if anyone's oh, ever tried to do that, you know about it. there's no <laughs> flavour of the protein shake remaining. It's just this really, like... Overwhelming. In, this, in the same way that if you have a really spicy sauce or, or condiment, it overwhelms your taste buds. And caffeine does the same thing. I always think it's incredible <laughs> how it's able to do that. But, yeah... Incorrectly administering thirty grams of caffeine, having had, I think maybe the most I've had on like the day of a powerlifting competition would be, you know, six hundred, eight hundred milligrams spread across three or four servings and throughout the day. That's an absolute whack. Like that's a lot. Stop you sleeping that night. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I mean, but that to be clear, that's not in one dosage in the yeah. morning. That was like a bit before each lift, but that you feel pretty damn awake. So to give point. you guys a reference point, 
uh, a normal coffee, so a shot of coffee would be 60 to 80 milligrams of caffeine. So when Johnny's saying 600 to 800 milligrams, that's 10 to <laughs> 15 coffee. shots of coffee. Yeah. Very strong. Now, I used to work with someone who <laughs> came over to my desk and was like, you said, do you want this Qurana? It's too strong for me. I'm like, what, what do you mean too strong? Like, is he, surely... Was he Indian? <laughs> surely this is something that's dose-dependent. And what he had was powdered Qurana, which, on looking at the ingredients, it's like 95% caffeine. Yeah. So it's essentially powdered caffeine. And I was like, looked at the back and it was saying, do not exceed 200 milligrams. Make sure you use the micro-measurement tool that we have included. And I was like, well, what, what did he do? And he was like, oh... I had some in, 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 the, in the water and we went out for a run. I came back, I felt really ill, went home. Just laying in bed for three days. And we're like, right, so how much did he have? And he was like, oh, you know, a couple of teaspoons. Like, okay, <laughs> a, a teaspoon's five grams. So you had, you had approximately 10 grams of caffeine, maybe 50 times the maximum dose that they've said on the thing. Like, What's hospital dose? Like, what's, I need to go to hospital now? Two grams is meant to be hospitalisation dose. Wow. That's the threshold. But, this, I mean, this guy was obviously just a hard case. Like, he was big, powerful Scottish man, 100 kilos. Just took, could, it, on, just took it. Took it on the chin. Just had, had, to, had to go home for a few days. But So I'm just reading a, an article on Business Insider. Um, this is from April last year, where they actually ranked. Just, just I, I remembered reading it when you mentioned the average amount of coffee in a, the average amount of caffeine <laughs> The average amount of coffee in a cup of caffeine. Mm. Starbucks have in a grande brewed coffee. So for those Starbucks aficionados, a, a grande is a medium. He's just leaving me. The amount of caffeine in that drink, in a medium brewed coffee from Starbucks, 330 milligrams of caffeine. Really? Yeah. That's This is business, business, business Insider. What's, what's more frightening is that that's not even the largest coffee you can buy. And that's... Because often when you buy a coffee, they will say, oh, would you like an extra shot with that? Or Oh, yeah. And sometimes you're tempted. Well, if you're feeling a bit tired that morning, you're oh, like, yeah, oh, because okay. there's probably only 70 or 80 milligrams of mm. caffeine in this. Bloody but actually, like... Do you know how... Yeah, I feel like you know coffee. Do you know how well-roasted the oh, I don't know, beans no. are with that? No, no. Because from but what I've heard, the less well-roasted they are, the, the more higher... more caffeine. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think Starbucks are, are actually well-known for... Because if you're if you're a coffee chain, how do you make people like your coffee more than your competitor? Mm. Put more caffeine in it. You know, <laughs> make it do more it, of what it. While it's highly it. unethical, like people like coffee because it gives them a buzz. Mm. And if there's another hundred milligrams of caffeine in your coffee than someone else's, that's clinically guaranteed to give someone more of a buzz, isn't it? So Starbucks' business strategy is apparently not to create a good coffee; it's to create a consistent coffee. So if you go to a Starbucks in the Vatican. Is it the Vatican? Or was that the one place it wasn't allowed? Anyway, <laughs> you go to the Starbucks in like Phuket or in Paris, you're going to have the same cup of coffee so that you know that if you're travelling somewhere, you know that you can have guaranteed a safe cup of coffee. Whereas if you go to kind of some boutique coffee place, you run the risk of having a terrible one. And then you're like, well... It is interesting there. as well, like if when you travel to different places and you ask for an Americano, for example, some, <clears throat> some cafes think that that is... Johnny's given me the strongest ginger beer. I've given him a Morrison's ginger Industrial beer. Industrial level. <laughs> so Yusuf normally waters down his soft drinks. If anyone has any strong feelings about that, 
you can get in touch with him at yousef at propanefitness.com. <laughs> yeah, so what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So you go into different cafes, like lo- local cafes when you're traveling, and they do have very different interpretations of the same thing. So having something that is consistent is definitely appealing. We're so derailed from what we were... This started off by talking about Hitler, basically, didn't it? <laughs> That's how we got it into is. this. Well, Banned weed, and now we're talking about Starbucks business strategy here. So what, what we were going to talk about today was actually just to respond to some of the haters, some of the, the lovely comments that we've got from you guys. Um, and uh, I think it's funny because we have an article called Taking the Piss with If It Fits Your Macros. And it just runs through an experiment of pushing the idea of IIFYM to its limits and seeing what happens to your body composition. And the conclusions are, doesn't affect body composition, maybe negative, well, it will likely be a negative health outcome. They can be mitigated through managing your micronutrients, your dental health and your fiber. But the comments we got on that article really split people down the middle and seemed to rustle a lot of jimmies. I'm going to read to you a couple of those comments right now. (laughs) (laughs) What a load of unadulterated shite. Haven't read it fully and I do not need to. Get a life, guys. If you can't eat well to be healthy, then believe these jokers. There isn't a single person I know who is healthy and fit that would condone these losers. Nonsense. While it's theoretically sound, you aren't fueling any sort of maximal or sub-maximal efforts on <laughs> on a diet of submaximal of single Sorry. of single carbs simple carbs you'll feel like crap within a week not to mention heightened blood sugar reducing insulin sensitivity and increasing diabetes risk nonsense another advert for my protein guys just don't buy it okay so we're now with my protein shills apparently i don't i think there was one mention of my protein just as a very passing reference of their multivitamin I think. <clears throat> yeah. yeah and i said like you can buy any multivitamin. <laughs> the one that I happen to use is my protein. It wasn't even a link to buy. It, you would be right off if you knew the hygiene in their warehouse, apparently. Haribo's must have been laced with anabolics. Great if you're not already genetically prone to diabetes like I am. If I ate like this and exercised like these guys, I'd still get more unhealthy. <laughs> and like, and then hundreds of steroid accusations. Now, I'm going to address the steroid accusations in a, in a minute, but, you know... Then you get other people on the other end of the spectrum that read the article and they're like, well, yeah, okay. Like, so one Daniel Vass wrote, calorie deficit, question mark, what's the controversy here? The, those are the guys that get it. They've been like, well, these guys have, have put up an article saying, we ate a calorie deficit and we lost fat. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, we tested the boundaries of can you eat foods that people think are you know, bad for you while you need a calorie deficit, and we still, the calorie deficits still work. So Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. I suppose, like, if, if you, the, best, the best way to sort of ground yourself in how convinced people can be of a concept that has been pretty well accepted as false is just go into Facebook and type in Flat Earth Society oh. <laughs> and just have a read in that Facebook group. It's of, people who are like resistant to the, the evidence comes up and they're like, no, I'm not going to read it and I mm, don't need to because mm, I know that I'm Because I'm, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I think the thing that surprised us when we wrote the article, like, yeah, it's got a catchy title and yeah, it's, it's maybe a little bit clickbaity. And yes, that's on purpose because we are trying to spread a message against the message that is sort of the, the tide against what we're saying, which is that, actually these foods are terrible for you and the answer has to be 
one specific supplement or program or plan you know that is this this siloed information that i have the answer that only this way will work and you have to pay me thousands of pounds to get it so we're saying actually you know this information is just this is what you have to do we tested it right to the end limits of a concept it still worked so that's all you need to know in order to lose fat but people still hate us on it but anyway so when we wrote the article i don't think either of us expected people because if you read the article it's it's actually very reasonable yeah like, it's it's not, a... we're not going like everyone we hate everybody else and we're right and we're wrong we, we also i mean the thorough. first line of the article is we are not advocating this approach uh, it is certainly not the paragon of healthy eating and also like we never tell clients to eat like this like this the, 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 that's why it's an article called taking the piss with yeah, it's like it's testing the limit <laughs> of the concept but yeah I, I think we were both very surprised at the at how aggressive and angry people can get about something like this and i think it's unless you're involved in this side of facebook like unless you get into arguments with people on facebook regularly honestly you will be surprised at how defensive, defensive people can be over a belief that they have even if all of the evidence contradicts their belief they no. just won't listen what what's the common thread johnny between the demographic of people that get the most pissed off well they are I'm sorry to say, but they are 90% of them personal trainers. So 90% semi-informed personal trainers that have really built a, an, a they've built a dig hole, built a dig hole. The dig hole, yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't even say that sentence enough. Dug a big hole. Because you can't build a hole. The, <laughs> or can you? Probably um, in establishing themselves in a certain dietary stance. And... We'll defend that to the death because their Can we credibility get the, the late, one of the latest comments. Yeah, I'll, about I'll, I'll pull it up. So um, they, yeah, they. And I can understand that rationally speaking, if someone has invested a lot of their perhaps their money, their life, they advise it to their clients who invest their money in their their expertise and people implicitly trust them to give them the give them advice on this stuff. It's probably pretty painful. It's probably pretty difficult to read something that actually suggests that. You know, there are many ways to skin a cat. Yeah, or, or even that they are wrong. <clears throat> so, you know, they, they have a belief that what we are doing is impossible. And we're saying it's not impossible. It's just an application of a simple principle. Your oh, approach may still work. No, they, they lied or he's on steroids or... It's utter, uh, utter, utter nonsense. It's utter bullshit. Yeah. So it's really unfortunate that the, the majority of people who are getting really angry and really animated and really critical and aggressive towards us are people who are promoting an alternative agenda and then promoting that agenda to to their clients see what what i love as well is people trying to throw in the odd the odd science word being like you don't even have a basic grasp of glucose metabolism because insulin pancreas secretion you're like mm, he's okay. changed that. i have studied he's, this he's changed <laughs> that comment you know he's edited that comment. Uh, really two days ago the, the post read, because I quoted it, for those of you on our email list, you'll have seen me sort of paraphrasing. Um, but he said, the same person said something like, um, a vegan diet. Oh yeah, it's there. Oh, he do okay, it's a, it's a second comment. So the, the comment is, what a load of nonsense. Insulin secretion from the pancreas has negative effects on the body. And that was me eating cake. I'd be very hungry and go well over my micro limit. <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna start. Where, where to begin? Uh, well, actually, firstly, just a question yourself. What would happen if in terms of negative effects on the body, what would happen if the pancreas didn't secrete insulin? You would die very, very quickly. So um, Let's just leave that there. You can continue <laughs> reading. But it has negative effects on the body, apparently. 
Cake isn't just sugar, is it? It's loaded with saturated fats that can cause diabetes. Okay. Someone's watched What the Hell. Um, clearly, you're trying to mug people off so they buy into your ridiculous philosophy on health and fitness. As a personal trainer myself, there it is, <laughs> through experience, both professionally and personally, it's like he's writing a CV now, I would never recommend to any of my clients to follow such an absurd diet. A vegan diet trumps any cake-based diet that you could recommend, mainly because healthy, nutritious food is required by the body for optimum health and well-being. I genuinely think you're trying to con people who are less informed in this area to buy your products, and as a professional, I find this highly disturbing and disappointing in equal measures. And then there's an image of Bruce Bob Trotter. <laughs> Great knowledge. <laughs> From, um, what's it called? Matilda. Matilda. The guy. That... <laughs> that, I mean, that was good. I, I enjoyed the Bruce, Bruce Bogtrotter, Mr. Commenter. It doesn't really, Mr. Commenter, it doesn't really fit with the sort of the highbrow, um, scientifically accurate comments that he's, that he's written above. But yeah, I, so that, just, just to give a little bit of context, like the way we respond to these things, like we don't typically engage with the people, but... Most of the responses are, hey, thanks for the comment. Have you read the article? Mm. So that... The first round of the first comment that you said, Fred, I had responded saying like, "Hey, Mister X, like, sorry, sorry to hear that you feel this way about it. Have you actually read? Did you manage to read the article? We express quite a lot of information. We cover the points that you've raised on insulin, diabetes, and hunger in there quite extensively. Yeah, there we go. And he he responded with a photo of of Bruce Bogtrotter and mm-hmm. talking about how vegan diets are superior. So the problem, and this kind of gets onto to sort of the wider issue at play here, which is that. We are not saying that a vegan diet doesn't work in terms of creating a, a result that someone is trying to achieve, whether that's gaining a greater sense of, I think you used the phrase, well-being. Yeah. I think for, or optimum uh, health. Optimum, health and, optimum health and well-being. However you want to define such a really broad term. But Well, you just got to eat healthy, nutritious food, don't you? Because that's required, isn't it? That's required by the body. The trouble with... And this is because healthy nutritious food doesn't cause the pancreas to secrete insulin, which is, has negative effects on it. So bear that in mind, listeners. Sneaks under the radar. The, the thing that really bothers me about stuff like that, and I always want to reply saying, like, can you, before we continue, would you mind defining all of the terms that you, you use yep. that are subjective? Like, do, by health, do you mean the absence of, of disease and illness? What do you mean by well-being? What do you mean by healthy? What do you mean by nutritious? It's it's just difficult to have a conversation with these people when it's so vague and it's like mm. enshrouded in mystery. My magical <laughs> diet creates perfect perfect health. I mean, if you want to join in on the discussion, guys. Get involved. Yeah, the, the, the thread's on Facebook. We can link it. Actually, you know, yeah, we'll put a link to the post <laughs> in the comments or in the um, show notes of this article. We welcome any any trolling, any more steroid accusations, all of that stuff. There are a few people who, who go back at, at these, these people and that is very entertaining. It is, it is great. I mean... If you're listening to the podcast, you've likely read the article and you'll know that all the article does is outline a series of principles by which any diet will work if it subscribes to those principles. So really, it's not... I think offence is left on the table and chosen to be picked up by those who it challenges their worldview so much. Mm. And someone even wrote DNP, question mark. Like... (laughs) DNP is a, is a very serious drug. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just quickly address this because um, we have talked about this in one of the podcasts before about why we chose not to use steroids in our training journeys. And, you know, there's no moral judgment on steroids, but just to address, especially the number of people accusing 
accusing the voters in the article of steroids. So we've both been drug tested by the IPF. I haven't. You haven't? No. Ah, okay. Don't tell anyone. It's a bit awkward. But (laughs) (laughs) um, so I've been drug tested by the IPF. I was getting a lot. I was getting the majority of the steroid accusations in in that article. So on the cover of the article, which I think was what causes the most upset, is a photo of of Yusuf at the leanest he's ever been, and to the to the right of that, there are there's there's a photo of some Haribo. Which is probably what's causing a lot of the anger. It is. It's just um, true. So, <laughs> like, I've seen Yusef eat on a daily basis, and I also and, and you've seen that I see him topless many... pretty frequently, and I can say that those two things <laughs> are pretty consistently happening all the time. And I, I don't eat many calories, and so that's really the uh, the reason. For... Yeah, but the thing is, mate, it, you're not getting optimum health from <laughs> from your diet. So, so yeah, but both of us are lifetime drug free. Result negative for IPF. Also, in the photo, I was 76 kilograms, and I am 5 foot 9, so 175 centimetres. That is not an impressive, that's not impressive stats. To, I've been training for 10 years, like that's quite, it's quite average. You do not need drugs to get to that level. Um, now, in, the fo- in the photo that I present in the article, I'm, so I'm 6 foot 1, nearly 6 foot 2, and I'm close to 80 kilos. Like 84, 85 kilos in the article. So that's very light for that height. Like, I think, you know, it obviously, yes, anybody achieving any fitness result could have used drugs. It is impossible to know 100%. However, I don't think either of us would have felt comfortable talking about these results if they'd been the results of of using drugs. What's embarrassing? Yeah, exactly. Like, if if, horrendous. If you needed drugs to get to 84 kilos at 6'1. Just you know, God help you, you should give up. Do I mention the weight in the? I can't I, even remember. Uh, possibly, no. No. There is. I mean, there is also the hashtag CrossFit Donut. <laughs> CrossFit Donut. <laughs> the podcast, by the way, where we talk about the use of drugs. So episode thirty, we talk about drugs in sports. So if you want to go check that out, I then just found it. It's it's a, a good episode. Thirty one is um, a great episode where we talk about why we don't take steroids. Maybe two years ago. Bloody hell. Yeah. Still timeless. So <laughs> timeless classic. So yeah, um, what we're saying is basically you're doing it wrong if you have to if you achieve a very sort of average stats with drugs. Now, one of the quick heuristics that people use, and uh, Burkan talks about this a bit, is the FFMI, the Fat Free Mass Index. So if you see someone on Instagram or whatever, and you're like, mm, he looks a bit juicy, and you want to have a quick metric to see whether it's probable that he's on drugs or not. Again, this won't tell you whether someone is or not, but it at least means like if the FFMI test doesn't hold up, then it's you know very low percentage chance that they're natural. Now, that is height in centimeters plus uh, minus a hundred, and what that number gives you. Let's say so. In my case, one hundred and seventy-five centimeters minus a hundred is seventy-six or se- uh, seventy-five. If somebody at stage leanness is significantly more than that number, then they are unlikely to be natural because they would be considered a statistical outlier. So if that went over anyone's head, then it's basically... Height centimetres, minus 100, that's your stage lean condition. That's your stage lean condition. And I was walking around at 76, I was not stage lean. For me to be stage lean, I'd have to be 71 or something. I don't think... 
I would have been able to consistently speak to you if that diet had continued. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm only joking. Yeah, oh, but I, I could see the effects on you. It was, you know, Yusuf was was daily messaging me about that there's some new concoction he'd managed to make with cauliflower or with tissues know, and cotton wool. Some way of, of getting more physical food volume from the fi- this fixed amount of calories. <laughs> so I think Yusuf's very blessed or, or or cursed, depending on how you look at it, where he will when he diets, he will get very, very lean on his abs area. Limbs, especially legs, I think take a while. Oh yeah. Take a while Skin to fold on legs and bones would be still quite high. high. So if, if he were to step on a bodybuilding stage, there'd have probably been another eight, ten weeks of dieting to get uh, yeah. fully that, that level of leanness. Which is another three or four kilos, you know, it's, it's a lot. So, yeah, so, and even then, like, even even outside of stage lean, you're still pretty much at that calculation, which is a pretty good pr- pretty good example. So there's a good point there that Johnny just raised, in, it were implied that we, as you know, we'll always give you the big and we'll give you the full... The full whack. We 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 don't hide the downsides, the the rougher sides of fitness. I've been talking about my time in hospital and regression in um, Project Swole in the videos that I've put up recently. We show the blooper reel as well as the highlight reel. A lot of fit pros will try and pretend that everything is sunshine and rainbows all the time, and that they're just always in post diet condition and that everything's going fine. So we're pretty upfront with you and if we were to start using drugs or to start using steroids or anything like that we would actually we would talk about it because it's great content we would write <laughs> articles about our experiences with it we would do podcasts on it so aside um, from the the legal aspects yeah you know but yeah I, so. yeah you're right you're right there's not i think as well like but both of us competing throughout our lives at various points in a in a sport that is tested for drugs and then, you know, let's say you do use drugs and you do turn up and win that competition. You're a bastard. Uh, oh, well, like, obviously you're going to win. And moreover, like, because neither of us ever did win any large competitions, had we been using drugs and then still not winning, it's just really embarrassing to be in that position. So drug use in general is a big topic and we'll not go into it now. So if you want to check out our views on that, check out those two podcasts. They are back in 2016. Um, we'll put a link in the show notes on propanefitness.com so yeah head, up, head over there and, and, and check them out um, both of them pretty thorough sort of start to finish in why we, we don't take drugs excellent and we'll also put if you want to join the conversation see some of the, uh, the brilliant comments that we've been getting we will also put the link to that Facebook post in the show notes as well alright guys that's it for this week we have, a, re- we have a request for you don't we we have a request I've forgotten what the request is. What is <laughs> it's, the request, just, it's, sim- it's simply that if you are listening to this podcast and you enjoy it, the the sad fact is this does take a, a big chunk of our time, and we, as you can probably tell it's from 8 listening PM to us today, we're tired. <laughs> we so- hate doing it. We absolutely <laughs> hate doing it. As you can tell, we're miserable. <laughs> I I am kidding. If you like the podcast, or if you don't like the podcast, we would love it if you could give us a rating or review. It just helps us spread this message more. It helps us justify putting more and more effort, resources, and time into this podcast. Give us a rating, review, give us a, a like on Facebook, any way of expressing your love. iTunes so, is the place. If you want to show us some love, go on iTunes. We'd love some love on iTunes. On Please no do. one ever gives us love on iTunes. We, I think we've got two reviews. One's from my mate taking the piss, and one's from one of our clients. So... If we can get some more... We're going to ask our mums to give us a review is the next step. So We're if, really desperate. Please don't um, let us do that. But yeah, if, if you can help uh, support the, the rating of the podcast, then that's going to help us get bigger and better guests for you guys as well. 
And as always, we want to be guided by you. So if you have any questions for us or for any experts that you want on, shoot us a message and we will sort that out for you because we love you so much. All right. That's everything from this episode. We'll speak to you next week.